There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and joining me today, Jess, and we are talking Dirt Gently, Episode 7, Weaponized Soul. So this one is interesting because we actually get a lot more information about the weaponized souls and basically how it all happened. So we have so much going on. This one, all right. Now, first of all, it felt more like a finale. It did. So please tell me everybody is up to date. You're actually not listening to me because this is going to confuse the hell out of you. If you're listening to this before you've watched it, because our guys in the last episode went to the past. So they're a week in the past. They don't leave location, just time. So they're in the same room that they left. They end up taking their time machine and piece. It's a piece of the whole machine. Right. And hiding, like, behind all the servers because the Zeds and Gordon are coming in. And, oh, here's a whole bunch of other people coming in, too. And we found out that it's, like, the ultimate soul, which is supposed to be, like, the first, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And, well, Gordon doesn't like her. And... Apparently, they have a lot going back and forth. But are they just fighting at this point? Yes. Mm -hmm. But what else happens? We have some weird steampunk-looking person, mechanism, whatever, Mm -hmm. start coming in and just start killing everybody. And asks the name, which I am sorry, I don't have that. And ends up killing, like, the ultimate soul. And Gordon runs off with his people. And he stole... Did you grab the dog? I feel like you grabbed Lydia. Lydia. You grabbed Lydia and Mm -hmm. took off. And then our guys, you know, who are hiding behind the servers are found out by Steampunk Man, who turns out to be Patrick Spring. But it's Jebediah Stewart. Jebediah. (laughs) Zachariah. Something with Aya and Webb. Zachariah Webb. That's what it was. I think you're. But it's weird because it's past Zachariah, like, or Patrick, or. He's all the same person. Mm-hmm. But he's from the past. He jumped in the future. This is when it's going to start getting weird, folks. Yep. All right. So hopefully you're ready for this. All right. So we find out this episode that Webb accidentally figured out that it's not just souls that are going, but that he can go to the future. He jumps to the future to try to find his machine that he accidentally sent, which was the soul one, which eventually they learned, or he learns, that it able to soul swap. Well, unfortunately, he's, again, in his own home because you don't end up moving No places. Space. It's not just a space time. machine, just a time machine. So, he moves, finds all these, like, hippies, hoarders. They're not hoarders. Squatters. Yes. And they're like, no, this is totally our piece, and it came to us, and we worship it now. Right. So, so the Zeds are not, they're not aliens, they're just a bunch of, like, super high, hippie, wannabes. Yes. So, and this ends up starting a war, because he's like, no, I need it. They're like, wait, you have another piece. We need that. Mm-hmm. So back and forth. And as he's, like, moving around, 
he's trying to do good. He's trying to do the energy machine. Mm -hmm. And he turned, he's making money. But he's also turning around and trying to eventually have a family. But these guys decide, oh, you don't want to give us a piece? You don't want to have a family. Mm -hmm. And he kills his wife. Like, this ultimate war is happening, like, throughout this time. And after he kills his wife, but he did have the daughter. Yes. They did have a daughter before he killed, they killed his wife. Otherwise, it would have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. And these weird things are happening. So he realizes with his daughter, he needs to try to fix this once and for all to protect her. But little does he know, this is when everything starts being even weirder. Mm-hmm. I know. How can that be weirder other than what I just said, right? Because that already didn't make sense. But it does. It actually gets weirder. Because he starts doing all the stuff that our guys have already gone through. Right. But he starts doing all that and thinking of ways, like, how, how can I stop this? If I do one more shot to the future, maybe I can end this all. Mm-hmm. But, little you know, if you do that, kind of like in the time machine, you can't change anything in the past because the past is the reason that you are where you are in the future. Right. I just confused myself. But it's like fixed points in time. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be changed. It's very disturbing when you think about it that way. Because the whole joke about what's going on in 2016 or time travelers trying to correct everything just happening and it's making it worse. It's like, no, that didn't work. But ultimately, which I'm skipping to the end, we're not going to talk about the one part just yet. You know, he realizes that, yes, okay, I have to go back and I have to get everything going to the way it needs to go so you guys can right, set it all up. So he leaves, but he gives dirt. Was it a light bulb? It was a light bulb, but it would also help him get to the right time. Time, right. Which uh, So it was like coordinates for time. So very weird with the whole back and forth with what happened with spring. And crazy when you realize, yeah, they can't change it, no matter what they do. And this is when I think Dirk starts realizing it. Well, and at one point, Patrick Spring tells crazy dude Zachariah Webb, it was always going to happen this way. Yes. You know, there's nothing we could have done to fix this. And Zachariah Webb's like, watch me, bitch. Right. And it's not like, and look what you did. But here we are. Todd is thinking, we're back in the past. We can stop this from happening. And I really think this is when Dirk is like, okay, I finally figured this out. We can't stop it. But we have to be here in order for things to play out. But we can save them. You know, we can, we can fix everything. Like we said in the last episode, we, you know, we can't, we maybe can't retroactively stop, stop it, but we can set a few things to rights once it's all done. Well, they try. Yeah. And since they're at that place in the zoo, there, there's nowhere to go except into the zoo to try to find a way out because, well, Zachariah has punctured all the tires. Sure. So they go to the zoo and this is when Todd's like, wait, look at this mask. This is what I seen when I was the bellboy. Mm-hmm. So we need these. And he's like, oh, wait, we're just going to steal this car. But we're not stealing it. We're just borrowing it. Right. And within the car is a $10,000 winning lottery ticket. Uh, and that's when Todd's like, it's all connected. He's like, but how is this here? And it starts like, well, don't think about it too hard. Because Dirk's trying to get you to not think about it. Because then you'll know Dirk may have known something. But he didn't know. He he might have thought. But he didn't know. You know what this reminded me of, oddly, oddly enough, was... The bit in Looper where old Joe and young Joe are sitting at the diner together, and he's like, I'm not going to talk time travel with you, because sooner or later, that's all we're going to do, and we're going to be stuck here for two days, making, like, uh, graphs out of, like, 
straw wrappers and stuff because it fries your brain. I'm like, yes, 100%. <laughs> makes no sense. It doesn't, because there's no way around it. Right. And it's very weird when you think about it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't go back. So, you know, other people said, oh, well, if you can travel back in time, would you, you know, fill in the blank? Would you save Kennedy? Would you kill Hitler? Kill Hitler. Would you do this? Well, you can't, because the world is where it is because of what happened. Mm -hmm. And you would not have known about it, so you would have never had that thought to go back and do it. <sighs> See, okay, yeah, no, 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 I don't agree with that because if you're if you're going back in time, you know something's happened, and obviously there's something you want to do or change or rewatch or who knows. But just, I mean, just from a purely scientific point, like going forward in time would probably kill you just because the way germs work, and going backward in time would kill everyone. True. Because we all become immune to things over time. It's like the butterfly effect. Right. So, I mean, just, you know, oh. don't go back in time because you'll die. Or no, because everyone will die, and you'll die. Don't go forward in time because you'll die. Unless you want to die, and then, you know, whatever. Okay, that's, all right. Now I'm confused. I hope you guys are, too. So, we have Dirk and Todd trying to find their way up to the penthouse where future past presidential spring is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm getting myself a headache. We're multi-present Todd Spring it. Wait. <laughs> Patrick Spring. Patrick Spring. Everybody. Um, Everybody's there. Everybody important. But we have uh, Gordon and his people in one elevator. And then we have Steampunk Spring Web in another elevator. Mm -hmm. And then they realize, well, they don't have the key, so they have to go get the key. Thinking they're grabbing the master key, which is, in fact, Todd's key. Todd's key. And then we have Todd going to get, like, like Todd, clueless Todd from a week ago. Bellhop Todd. Going to get his borrow a key and not finding it, borrowing someone else's. And then we have current Todd in the weird-ass jacket trying to hide from himself. Yeah. This whole thing is like a Doctor Who episode waiting to happen. And in it, all of the, like, those weird, creepy, like, bat things would come and eat people because of all of these <laughs> freaking paradoxes. Well, they can't take it any of the elevators, so they're like, alright, well, we're gonna run up the stairs. That's a lot of stairs to get to the penthouse. I would have probably been dead by, like... That's never been my thing. <laughs> Like maybe up to four flights, and then I'd be wheezing and laying there going, Go on without me. But surprisingly, they, they make it. it. They're both young, relatively fit gentlemen. Yes. So whatever. Good for them. When do I move? Right. Yeah, I know. And then you have Gordon up in the penthouse already with the current incarnation of Patrick Spring. I don't know how to say this. This is like weird. And he's like, Where's my daughter? And well, there's Lydia, kind of, but it's the dog Lydia, mm -hmm. not. And he knows right away. He's like, that's not, that's my, not daughter. my daughter. Probably because she's, like, doing Dark. her head weird. Did she even bark at that point? No, no, no. I no, think it was just the weird, weird, the weird... The head tilt. Yeah. And he's like, this is half of it. You you bring me the other piece of the machine, and I'll switch her back. Mm, yeah. And I love that he's, like, talking to her all sweet, even though knowing that's not her, and she's not going to know what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I'm sorry, I did all this for you, I love you. And so he makes a phone call, and it turns out the phone call is to Dirk, which was what we see in the very beginning. This one is confusing. This is a tiny white one for real. And so it starts the whole ball in motion. And he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not not going to give this to you. Mm -hmm. And then here comes steampunk version of himself. Mm -hmm. And he's going to shoot everybody, and he's like, no, it's always going to end up this way. You can't do this. And at the same time, in Boston, <laughs> Todd and Dirk with their like rubber masks on and it's just it's nuts everything's happening because you have Patrick Spring like 
for you. And Dirk's like, oh, it's me, Dirk Kentley, I've solved the case. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, not really, but kind of. Okay, sorry, this is going to happen. And then you have the one guy start shooting, and when he starts shooting, our, our Zed accidentally drops the, the cat, or yeah, the cat, and out comes a weird shark, and starts killing, you know, people, and biting them in half, and throwing the, you know, bloody remains of their bodies across the room, it's really, and Gordon ends up jumping behind a couch, and leaving his dog slash Lydia, and because it is Lydia's body, Patrick's like, I love you, and like, throws her out of the way, because the shark was coming for mm-hmm. her, and he ends up dying. And he's like, this is how it's always going to be. There's no way around it. And Gordon takes off running. And he's like, oh, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. And it's, it just starts to kill me. Because you have all this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So he's running. And the kitten is there. And you have, who was it? Somebody grabbed Lydia. Well, yeah, the body of Lydia. Because she's, like, walking around. But I can't remember who grabbed her. I think it was Todd. I want to say Todd. And it was weird. And then Todd drops the lottery ticket, and he's yelling at Dirk. Like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Screaming at Dirk, you knew this was going to happen. And in that moment, the elevator opens, and, oh, well, there's past Todd. And he's like, crap! Because what do you what do? you do? I mean, you're seeing yourself. You've realized what happened. And it's just, like, all this crazy stuff. And how do you even explain it? How do you justify that in your head? You've got you've got to let it go. If you if you're current Todd that knows everything that's happening, you've just got to make sure you're on the right place at the right time. Because if you're not, then you never know about the shirt. You never know about the jacket or the masks or anything. So all these things that maybe are incidental and maybe don't even matter are different. But what if they do? Mm-hmm. But Dirk Super also runs into it. it's crazy. Dirk runs into his past self mm-hmm. and he's like, "Listen, don't let, don't be seen. Oh, here." Don't forget the cat. We forgot it up there. Right. And it's just like, what the heck just happened? And you're just trying to justify this and what happened. And they're mad at each other, kind of. Well, Todd's more mad than anything. Mm-hmm. But hello, Todd, you just had an incident where you were lying to your sister for how long? Yeah, and your sure. family. And he has been kind of lying, but not really, just because he didn't know he was lying, because he didn't know what was happening. Does that make sense? Well, oh, it's crazy. But like we said... Steampunk Magic Spring is like, all right, listen, this happened. I have to find a different way. We'll we'll work this out. And I love it that, like, he's trying to tell Todd, you know, it's not going to change. There's no way. And Todd just doesn't want to believe him. And Todd's just pissed. But it turns out that it was Todd who has to tell him, no, there's not going to be one more jump. There's not one more anything because you can't change it. This happened. Mm -hmm. We're here a second time. Right. So, ugh. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, but they end up agreeing to at least work together. I, yeah, I feel like the, the you knew all this to begin with. I, I feel like, why does he think he knows everything? Number one, you're still working off that erroneous like, upset, like idea that he's a psychic and he's not. And number two, why are you freaking out? Like, I feel like there's been a couple of like series of reactions in the show. I feel like this is one of them. Yeah, I kind of feel like there was some overreactions for a lot of stuff, especially in Todd's part. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Todd was a little nuts. Uh, so they end up, all right, well, we got to go back to our, our time. And as they're doing that, they kind of flash to uh, Farrah, mm-hmm. who's in the trunk of the car, the FBI guy. And the FBI guy's, like, walking out, like, all right, I'm going to take care of this. Because she is trying to 
shoot her way out of a trunk. Which I had said, any car after a certain time has that like trunk release. Well, and then you should be able to kick out the the, mm-hmm. the tail lights, and then your arm can get out. So I, I wouldn't worry about that. Too. <sighs> I don't know, but she ends up start wiggling out, and because she, well, did she like shoot? The lock and it popped open or something? No, no, no. She like shot or something the um, the seat. And then she like kind of rips it so she can squeeze out while she tries to. But as she's trying to get out, the guy's walking out and she does a, a miracle shot by looking at him through the mirror and shooting him through the window without being able to really see. It's like really freaking impressive. I don't know how that happened. And then Gordon, he was hit or something by Alvarez. Because he was out there too. And Alvarez grabs the human dog Lydia. <laughs> now I'm going to get confused with this crap too. The human form of Lydia, because he has the corgi form of Lydia, and they're like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And he goes in to try to get the guys to help him somehow or explain something. And, well, before that happens, Dirk gets shot with a bolt in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And see, because that was not crazy and confusing and everything else, too. This episode was all over the place, and now that I've actually said this all out loud, you can realize I, how nuts it was. Absolutely. So much, so much happened. I feel like you don't even know where to start. I feel like it was really weird trying to explain this just now. And I'm like, uh, this doesn't make sense. But it does. You gotta watch it. But of course, if you're listening, you probably have. It probably helps if you watch it more than once. Uh, that's probably a good thing. I feel like there, there are things that really, really get better on the second or third or tenth viewing. Because you understand what's happening a little bit. Or at well, least you're, you're gonna pick everything. You're up. gonna pick more. Yeah, you're gonna see things on the second run that you didn't see on the first. I feel like that's universally true, yes. especially this one. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you are uh, rating us because that's always helpful. Whenever you're listening to us, because we're all over the place. But we want to hear from you. So head on over to fangirlzone.com and hit our contact page, and you can find our email, our Facebook, our Twitter, all that fun stuff. We want to hear from you. Alright, so for this episode of Dirt Gently, episode 7, I'm Sean Vanderless. And Jess. And until next time.